The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today is a... I'm sorry, a liar, apparently. Listen. <sighs> oh, you know, every day I wear a Christmas sweater during December. I do. I have enough. <laughs> That's to. what I do. Dude, would you? That doesn't look like a Christmas sweater. <laughs> would you rather me Christmas show color? up? I don't think I don't Do you want me to show up to the game tonight in a Christmas sweater? I thought about it, but I figured you would. I feel like it would have been on brand. I feel like you What's more important, your personal brand or the Dave Campbell's brand? I was trying to be a team player. Thank you. I figured I would have gotten more crap for it if I showed up to a football game in a Christmas You should sweater. know by now it doesn't matter what you do. You're going to get crap. I know. I know. I know. That's why I chose the, the lesser of two evils. I guess that's true. Uh, and sitting to my right, QPR2 to my Birmingham City Zero. Hey, Our West Africa Prince Citroen Johnson. That's two clean seat sheets in four days, baby. Oof. Three points out of the top six. clean sheet? What's that? What's a clean sheet? Oh, Arsenal, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh, buddy. Go <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Gunner> Urban Dictionary. <laughs> okay. uh, may, actually, maybe don't. Now that I think about it, maybe don't. Just Google it. It's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Today is Thursday, December 12th, 2019. 350 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 875. 875, the OPS for Kyle Blanks and his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, friends... Uh, we uh, have Ish in here. We're going to talk a little playoffs. Just talk games we're most excited about, games we've got our eye on tonight, uh, and uh, where we're going tonight, things like that. Uh, then we are going to be joined by the head coach of the Bernie Champion Chargers. Coach Keith Kaiser will join us, talking a little Chargers football as they are in the state semifinals, taking on Fort Bend Marshall. Uh, I believe I should probably look what time that game is. I think it's Saturday. No, I think it's Saturday, right? Question mark. Let's see. They are, yeah, 3 p.m. Saturday at Kyle Field. So we'll talk with uh, Coach Kaiser coming up then. Then we will have our, uh, we'll be announcing the uh, Polaris Most Driven Team. Uh, we have uh, been had voting at TexasFootball.com uh, throughout the course of uh, the last month or so, talking about uh, who were the most driven team, uh, courtesy of our friends at Polaris. We're going to announce the winner uh, coming up here in uh, back half the show. And then... The picks, my high school football predictions for all 20 state semifinals. How long did that end up all clocking in at? All 26 minutes and 26? 59 seconds. It's 27 minutes long. God. Yeah, you talked for a long time. <laughs> like, it's a new a high score, time. guys. As I was going to say, the video God. before that's a new I high started score. editing, it was like 45 minutes just from sitting and talking and whatever. But That's a new high score. Yeah, it was long. It took a long time to export. Golly. I was glad it wasn't very graphic heavy or else yeah, my computer literally would have yeah. blown up. <laughs> I'm really proud of myself. Christ. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what have we done? All right. Uh, so let's get into a little bit of playoff talk. Yep. Uh, there are 20 state semifinals. We will punch 20 tickets over the next 48 hours. 
Yeah, 24, four, uh, four. really 72. 72. A little, yeah, yeah. 72. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We'll all be together tonight. Tonight. For way too long. We'll be together tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. at least. And then Saturday. And then Saturday, all day Saturday. All day Saturday. <laughs> we'll be here Saturday working on uh, our state championship preview stuff. But we uh, have 20 games scattered across the state. I'm going to ask, I'm going to put Ishmael Johnson on the spot. Okay. Ishmael Johnson. Mm-hmm. You have a helicopter. Sure. You can only attend one game. Oh this God, week. don't. I know, right? You can go to any game in the state, but you can only go to one. Which one are you picking? Uh, send me to. Oh, he's looking through them. Yeah, I'm stuff. looking through them right now. Send me to Denton Ryan for Frisco Lone Star. Oh, <clears throat> a bold choice. I want to know if Denton Ryan is as great as we think they are yeah. because everything about them screams that they should absolutely, to me, screams they should be the favorite. Mm. Um, but their schedule. That's the thing, right? Their schedule. It's just, Frisco Lone Stars played, I mean, two teams better than anybody that uh, Dead yes. Ryan's played so far, like by far. So here's, let me pull up their schedule. According to the computer, yeah, their two best wins are their two wins over Colleyville Heritage. And Colleyville Heritage is ranked 17th yeah. in 5A Division One, yeah. according to the computer. Um, they have not, you're exactly right, they have not played a murderer's row. Yeah. Lone Star, we know how good Lone Has Star played is. played the murderer's row. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they played yeah. Highland Park twice. twice. Yeah. Beat them in overtime the second time. They yep. played Lancaster, mm-hmm. right? They have walked an extremely difficult path to get here. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I mean, the bottom line is that it like in Region 1, in a lot of ways, Ryan was pretty heavy favorite. And I mm-hmm. think they established that by beating I think the only other teams that you could squint and see in in Abilene Cooper and Colville Heritage coming out of there, right. right? They beat both of them and they beat them soundly. Mm-hmm. This is just the test, right? Like this is the big reveal of how good Frisco Lone Star or I'm sorry, how Dan good Ryan. Dan Ryan is because I, I think you're right. Now the computer has Lone Star as a 3-point favorite. Right. Mm-hmm. I think the computer and, and part of that is that even though their schedule is not very good, is not very challenging, they have Dominant yeah, they've, they've, I mean, like, you know, you play who's on your schedule, mm-hmm. and they've looked great. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been no game where you're just like, I don't know about Denton Ryan. It's mm-hmm. been an absolute waxing yeah. from wire to wire. Um, and that's all I want to say. Like, on, on, you know, you look at Denton Ryan, you're like, oh, this is a, like, you look at them just visually off the bus, and it's like, you feel like they should be able to control even a team like Frisco Lone Star. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they can. <laughs> and yeah, it's like Frisco Lone Stars again, they've been battle tested, they've been they've been in shootouts, they've been in grind outs, they've been in every type of game against every type of opponent. They've dominated teams, they've uh played against a fellow state contenders like that's why that's most intriguing. A close second place is Mart for a Fall City, but that's I mean uh Denton Ryan Frisco you Lone Stars might a number big one. reason too why I think that they have been so good and consistent. I have never seen a coach more calm before a game than Jeff Rayburn. Like, mm-hmm. I saw him way early on in the year, and I saw him last week in one of the biggest games, and so calm, just just hanging with his guys. Yeah. It's awesome. One of the, one of the things that, that Ken Purcell, uh, my colleague on Fox Sports Southwest, Coach Ken, has, has mentioned to me, is he, he says that teams take on the personality of their coach. Mm-hmm. And so you have guys who are rah-rah guys who go in there and they're, just, they're fired up the whole time and their teams tend to be fired up the whole time, mm-hmm. right? And then you have guys who are very calm and, like, steady, and that is what they come in as. Yeah. And so that's that's super interesting. I, I'm interested in that game. 
Um, I'll, very, very interested because I don't, I don't know. I think mm-hmm. you're right. There's a mystery there. We know how good Ryan mm-hmm. Lone Star is. Yeah. And that's what would make a Ryan win so impressive mm-hmm. is, okay, we know, like, this is the first real measuring stick. Yeah. Um, and a close, like I said, a close second is Martin Fall City because I feel like Fall City, when Mart started to slip a little bit, Fall City started to become that favorite mm-hmm. in 2AD2. Um, and, but Mart's still Mart. And Mart's, Mart's, still Mart, Mart's been in the playoffs. Uh, when, when when they got to the playoffs, it's been like, oh, this is the team that we've seen go back to back. Right. So, mine is Lampasas than Carthage. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't, <laughs> and I think that that's like, I don't. You haven't. Have you seen? You saw Lone Star once, but like, I haven't right. had the Ace White Head. Yeah. Lamp- no, I haven't seen Lampasas. You haven't seen Lampasas? No, I, I got to the game. Uh, oh, after that late. One. Okay. Yeah. I haven't had the Ace Whitehead experience, mm. and I think that that would that would be that would be a fun. I'm one. just I'm just really I'm really as I mentioned on Tep and Step like. It's hard to say, like, I don't actually care about the outcome of the game. I don't mm-hmm. really care who wins high school football games, I should say. But I don't really – there's a lot of aspects that I just want to put aside and yeah. just watch the show. Right. I just want to watch Ace Whitehead against Carthage. Yeah. That right. is like, exactly. yes, that's what I want. That's why I'm here. Everything else is nice. Right. This is what I'm here for. Here. Um, I think Fall City and Mart's interesting because Mart Fall City kind of had – if if there is a blueprint for beating Mart, mm-hmm. they were doing it last week, right, or last year in yeah. the semifinal where they were going on these long drives and Mart just get off the field. Just, Defense yeah. couldn't get off the field. Exactly right, wearing them down. Um, that's what's super interesting is can they execute that? Their defense after last week with Bremont makes me a little bit nervous, mm-hmm. but I think you're right. That game that game's super interesting. Um, another game. I mean, look, we we haven't even mentioned. Um, I think I think Refurio and San Augustine could be interesting. Mm-hmm. And here's why, okay. Look, the last two years, San Augustine's made it to a semifinal and they have gotten smoked. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. They've gotten beat by an average of like 43 points. What is the status of Austin Ochoa? Mm-hmm. What is the status of Jordan Kelly? Because Refurio did not come out of that regional final unscathed. Right. They, I mean, Austin Ochoa, Ochoa was limping, was a little limping bit. Mm-hmm. big time. And so what happens, uh, like, if he's not if he's not right, mm-hmm. I do think that that helps to, to even the playing field because we know that St. Augustine has the talent. I'm just, I'm really interested to see how that all, how that all shakes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, if you want to talk about a game I have no feel for, uh, Silsby and Wimberley. No yeah, field. that's yeah. true. No idea. Yeah. Um, if either one of those other teams, uh-huh. if West Orange Stark or Navarro had won, I would have probably said I have a better feel for it, that mm-hmm. game. Um, but this is like, these are two teams playing with house money. It's two teams that have just gotten hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Silsby's a five-loss team. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, but when, I, I am, I'm really interested to see what happens when you've got just that pure speed of Silsby going up against what's been a highly effective and sharp offense with Wimberley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very interested to see how that shakes out. Um, every game's super interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of, I should probably pull up the, the list of games. One that, one that, uh, you had a sleeper game. Yeah. You well, had a not, not, really game? Sleeper, not a sleeper. There's game. no, it's I was about to say, this is uh, 20. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Canadian and Gunner, mm-hmm. because I know nothing about Gunner this year. Like you know the the playmaker the the superstars that we've known the past couple of years mm-hmm. Dylan Jance those uh, Clopton as well mm-hmm. they're gone like I know nothing about Gunner and like here they are 
Mm-hmm. Like I will, I will admit candidly, I know nothing about this year's Gunner team, and here they are again. They're here. Offense, they're humming. here because of defense. Their defense yeah. has been lights out. Yeah. But I also don't think their defense has been challenged through the air like they're going to get challenged. The, by, yeah, absolutely with Canadian. By Canadian. Yeah. That's what's interesting. Um, and you remember last year, um, I think it was seventeen and nine or seventeen to seven. It was mm-hmm. like a low-scoring slugfest. And by the way, this is the fourth year in a row they've played each other in the semifinals. Yeah. And so these two teams. Like, you can't call it a rivalry because right. it's Canadian and Gunner. <laughs> right. Let me get on the screen for this. I was Canadian and Gunner. <laughs> but, like, at the same time, these two teams are becoming so intimately familiar with one another. Mm-hmm. That that's what makes that, that really, uh, really fun. And, yeah, that's going to be – that is just a quick look. Uh, oh, Denton Guyer and Spring Westfield. I think yeah. that yeah. game's interesting. Yeah. I think people don't realize how good Westfield is. Mm-hmm. I think that game's really interesting. All right, there's some playoff talk. Texas football accomplished playoffs is everything you need to know. We are Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com, texasfootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Star subscription package. Two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com uh, for a low, low price. And if you sign up, uh, I guess probably before Tuesday, if you sign up before Tuesday, you will get an invite to come to our meet and greet. Our uh, come and uh, eat breakfast with us before the Saturday of the state championship games. Meet the world famous Ashley Pickle. It'll be great. Yeah, lol. It's free. Lol. It's free. Well, it's free with Powers your subscription. Powers will be there. Start pushing the subscription. That, not me. The subscription is not free. But if you one of the bonus perks you get is to be an in, if you're an insider, you get to come to the meetup. So you can come hang out with us and eat the breakfast tacos. It'll be fun. TexasWall.com/slash/insider. Big breakfast people. Ashley, let's go to the hotline, and let's bring in the head coach of the state semifinalists, Bernie Champion Chargers. We're joined by Coach Keith Kaiser. Coach, how are you? Oh, Greg, I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I got to know, what is what is the town like in, in Bernie right now? I know this is a football crazy town, and you guys have given them a, a trip to a state semifinal. I imagine, uh, I imagine people are going a little crazy down there. You know, they are, and it's it's so good for our community, our school, our, our kids, student body, parents, you know, everybody involved. It's just a, a great opportunity for us to, you know, one, reward our, our kids for the tremendous job they've done all year, but also uh, rally a town around each other and, and kind of pull on the same rope in a, in a two-horse town with us and the Greyhounds. So it's neat just to watch everybody come together. You know, last year, if you go back to, to 2018, you guys, uh, a playoff team fall short of things, you know, just, just it, it seemed like you guys had up and down years or up and down weeks and then uh, kind of came to an end there in the playoffs. This year, uh, it seems like you guys have found a way to, to peak at the right time. What do you think is the biggest difference maybe from 2018 and now in 2019? You know, really, I, everybody on the same page, everybody pulling on that same rope, and I know that sounds – like a cliche, you know, uh, we all say it, and but when it happens, it's different. You know, our, our kids like each other. They support each other. Uh, our parents like all of our kids. Uh, you know, it's it's so easy in the world today to, to go into the me, me, I, I, and I'm not getting mine. And, you know, this year, 
our, our parents have been tremendous, uh, just supporting all of our kids and, and our kids are supporting each other. You know, we've gone through some injuries and it's next man up and, you know, nobody's, uh, jealous of somebody else. And that, that's probably been our biggest, uh, change over to the year is just watching a, a, a whole, uh, family, uh, and extended family come together. Uh, you guys come out of Region 4, and you manage to, to come out of there where not only is that a, a region that prides itself on being extremely physical, but it's also a region that is, is littered with some of some of the giants of Texas high school football coaching. You go back to your area round matchup, and you take on Richard Whitaker and Port Lavaca Calhoun. That's a, the program that needs no introduction. Uh, you go in last oh. week, you take down uh, you take down Cal Allen, and of course Phil Danaher there with them. Uh, from from your perspective, for you. Uh, is, is it extra special knowing the road that you walked to get here that you are here on the state in the state semifinals? It is, you know, I don't, I think just with our history and we've had some, some terrific seasons in the past. And even before I got here, coach Danny Threadgill uh, took a team in 2010 to the regional final game. And there's been a lot of success and in all of our sports, there's a tremendous amount of success, but in football, uh, there's always been that roadblock of just kind of getting over a couple hurdles and especially the Cal Allen hurdle. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it sure is, uh, boy, you know, that's, that's one of the best handshakes I've had crossing the field and going across to coach Danaher and cause I've been on the other side of those handshakes and, and, you know, what a class act he is and just a legend and, uh, everything he's done for this profession. And, uh, he is extremely, uh cordial in a tough opportunity uh you know to uh congratulate us and and kind of recognize the, our kids and what they uh had done out there on the field we're talking with keith kaiser the head coach of the bernie champion chargers here on texas football today get involved in the conversation to hashtag tf today uh inevitably what people want to talk about is your quarterback and for good reason uh <laughs> luke boyers has been unbelievable uh here uh, all year long but especially here uh, in this playoff run uh you know we can we can sit here and gawk at the numbers <laughs> and we can sit here and look at the things that he's done but but you're the guy who gets to see him every day in practice uh you're the guy who gets to see him around around school in the locker room what is it about uh, your quarterback luke boyers that makes him special he's humble mm-hmm. you know he he is such a such a good person and he is not a, a beat his chest guy He's not going to walk on the field and stand in front of his team and say, look at me, and, and then here's the rest of the guys. He's he's one of the guys. And, you know, he's the first one to, uh, you know, dish out uh, all the stuff to his teammates and talk about our line and how well they're doing and our receivers catching the ball, making plays, running backs making plays. Um, you know, he didn't, he didn't have to play football. You know, he already had a – his opportunities in baseball with TCU and, you know, just to watch how he competes on the field. And, you know, he is, he's a special young man and, and we're fortunate that, that he's a Bernie champion and, you know, he's uh, been a great leader for us. Uh, on the defensive side, I feel like the defense maybe gets uh, gets gets overlooked because of the the gaudy numbers you guys are putting up offensively. But it seems to me, and whenever I watch you guys, it seems like you guys have the knack for the moments defensively. You guys have the knack for the big when you need that play. Uh, you you guys come through w- when it matters most. Um, it, 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 am I correct? Do you do you see feel like the same way that 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 whenever it, it gets to the time where you guys need to stop, you can count on your defense to come through. 
it is uh, watching our defense been unbelievable. And you're right. You know, the offense is, you know, the sell tickets and they get the press because people, you know, we had a game a few years ago against Georgetown, 170-66. And, and you know, people talk, still talk about that game. But, you know, like this past week, Cal Allen's defense and our defense, you know, for a score being 49-42, that was probably two of the best defensive performances I've seen all year. And and I know that's crazy to say because you look at the score and it doesn't dictate that. But you know, our defense was tremendous and got a touchdown, a, a strip fumble touchdown. And, you know, and their defense was incredible and, and did a lot of great things. So, you know, it's, it's probably not the popular thing to say because it probably doesn't sell a lot of tickets and it doesn't make great press. But, you know, I'm, I'm extremely proud of our defense and watching the – you know, Bone Fjords and Sam Dillards and Lake Shara's and and all those guys run around a football field and and do it. You know, controlled anger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, uh, they, you know, when they get there, they they get there with a purpose. And you know, it's it's been exciting to watch them play the game. And now it's on to Saturday, Coach. Three o'clock Saturday in Kyle Field uh, in College Station. You guys will take on Fort Bend Marshall, of course, a team that played uh, for a state championship a, a year ago. Uh, I, I don't want to ask you to give away your game plan, but whenever you <coughs> take a look at what you guys are up against on on Saturday, uh, what what are you, what are you seeing? You know, uh, great athletes, uh, well coached. They do. They do so much offensively through their formations and spreading the ball out. You know, they're of course, their running back and quarterback are, are terrific players. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're going to go into a stadium that uh, so many of our kids uh, from this campus go to as students, and none of our kids have gone to as an athlete. So it's, uh, I think it's a great, great opportunity. And, you know, we're excited. I've gotten a chance to get to know Coach Williams and what a terrific person he is. Uh, great job of coaching there and just a very nice, uh, guy and i've really enjoyed that relationship that we're building and you know uh, what we do tell our kids is you're not playing last year's fort ben marshall team that went to the state semifinals or state final game uh you're playing this year's team and they've got to play this year's champion team so that's been our focus and you know it's uh yeah and and we like our chances He's Keith Kaiser. He's the head coach of the state semifinalist Bernie Champion Chargers. Watch them take on Fort Bend Marshall 3 o'clock Saturday at Kyle Field in College Station. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on on a fantastic run here. And, uh, hey, let's plan on seeing each other in Arlington next week. Awesome. That sounds like a plan, Greg. Thank you very much. There he goes, Keith Kaiser, the head coach, the Bernie Champion Chargers, joining us here. Uh, Exciting times there in Bernie. That's a a football-crazy part of the state, and they've got a winner there in, in champion going to be fun to see them take aim at uh at uh, fort ben marshall this week uh could be could be pointsy could be pointsy those yeah. are those are two offenses that are humming right now and mm-hmm. so and luke boyers has been an unbelievable player for them this year so i'm excited to see uh, what comes next that should be a fun game three o'clock saturday at kyle field in college station so make sure you tune in for that we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking Football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. So, Dave Campbell's Texas Football has teamed up with Polaris Ranger. 
uh, America's number one selling utility side-by-side vehicle, uh, to honor the most driven team. Um, we worked to the Dave Campbell's Texas football and Polaris Ranger worked together to identify five schools that embody the hardworking values of the brand. Uh, those finalists include Fort Bend Marshall, San Antonio Reagan, Northside O'Connor, Longview, and Alito. Uh, and then I don't know if you've seen it, but at TexasFootball.com, there are five really cool vignettes. Uh, that were shot about those five schools and what makes them uh, so, you know, up for the most driven uh, team award here. And uh, they will, uh, the, the winner of this award um, will be, uh, let's see, do, 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 will be presented with a grand prize, an all new 2020 Ranger XP 1000 uh, Texas edition. Uh, it is a really cool experience to, to, to team up with Polaris Ranger uh, there to, uh, to honor the most driven team uh, in Texas. Uh, woo, there have been uh, months of voting, thousands of votes cast at TexasFootball.com, but we have a winner, and here to tell us about it is a very special guest. Let's go to Cole Beasley. This season, Players Ranger partnered with Dave Campbell, Texas football, to identify five schools. We're playing for more than just wins and losses. We want to congratulate all of the nominated schools. Texas football fans came out by the thousands to vote for the story that most inspired them. When all the votes were counted, Alito High School was voted Polaris' most driven team. The Bearcats will receive a new Ranger XP1000 Texas Edition vehicle for their program. Congratulations again to all the schools. Thanks, Cole. There it is. Congratulations to Alito, uh, the most driven, Polaris most driven team in Texas high school football, as voted on by you, the fans. Congratulations uh, to all of them. For more information, visit texasfootball.com slash most driven team, and of course, check out ranger.polaris.com. Very cool to uh, to honor them, and, and if you, even if you haven't seen those five vignettes yet, go to texasfootball.com slash most driven team, and great Great stories uh, about Longview, about Fort Penn Marshall, about San Antonio Reagan, Northside O'Connor, and, of course, uh, Alito. So congratulations again to the Alito Bearcats, the 2019 Polaris Most Driven Team. The Texas High School Football State Semifinals are here upon us. There are 20 games scattered across the state. The past two weeks, actually, I've gone exactly uh Three qu- I've gotten exactly three quarters of my picks right. <laughs> I went sixty-six and twenty-two in the regional semifinals. I went thirty-three and eleven in the state in the regional finals. <laughs> so if form holds, I will get fifteen of these twenty right. <laughs> I am only guaranteeing I get one. Here are my state semifinal predictions here on Texas Football Today. What do you say we punch some tickets to AT&T Stadium in Arlington? This is the 2019 Texas High School Football State Semifinals. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to the Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the cruelest round of the playoffs. And I say that every year, but it's true. We're in the state semifinals. There are 20 games this week. There are 40 teams, and there's only 20 spots at AT&T Stadium. What that means is that you're going to have 20 teams that realize their dream. They're going to get to play on the biggest stage of them all next week on national television 
at AT&T Stadium. And then there's also 20 more that are going to come so agonizingly close and fall short. If you win this week, you're written in history forever. If you lose this week, well, there are 20 games this week. I'm going to go through each and every one of them. We're going to go from the smallest classification to the largest. So we will start in Plainview. 7 o'clock Thursday at Sherwood Memorial Stadium in Plainview. It's a 2A Division II state semifinal between the Stratford Elks and the Hamlin Pied Pipers. And this is the rare state semifinal rematch. We already saw this game in the regular season where Stratford rolled to a dominating win over Hamlin. Now, I do think that things have changed a little bit. I think most notably, I think Hamlin's offense has really gotten into gear. Braden Warner, their quarterback, has been really good, and their defense has taken a step forward. Uh, this is a tough road to hoe, though, because Ayuden Romero, the running back for Stratford, has been terrific all year long. Quarterback Walker McBride, a fantastic compliment. And their defense, they turned the ball over. And in fact, if you go back to their regular season meeting, the reason Stratford won was that they forced turnovers on Hamlin. Can they do it again this time? Uh, I think it's really hard to beat a good team twice. Uh, and I think this game is really hard to call, one of the hardest games to call in all of the state semifinals. But I think Hamlin's right in the hot hand right now. And I think that they are significantly better than they were than they, the time they met in the regular season. I think this game is close, but I think Hamlin pulls out a narrow win and advances to the state championship game. 7 o'clock Friday at the field in Pflugerville. It is the other 2A Division II state semifinal between the Mart Panthers and the Fall City Beavers. And this is the game we've pretty much had circled since the beginning of the year. We thought that this was going to be that state semifinal that would determine who goes to AT&T Stadium. And I know both coaches kind of anticipated seeing each other in the state semifinals. You know, Fall City last week got a scare from Bremont, but what do you say about running back Brady Lissy? This guy is a superstar and, and is capable of taking this game over and grinding it out on the ground. You know, for Mart, you know, they took three losses in the regular season, but since then, man, they have been rolling and they've gotten this offense really humming with Kyler Martin, their quarterback, as well as the running back defensive end monster Rodrell Freeman that basically nobody has an answer for. If you go back to their meeting in last year's state semifinals, I think Fall City had a great game plan, which was keep the ball away from Mart. They went on long, sustained drives and were able to shorten this game. That's what they have to do in this one. But I think that Mart's explosiveness is the difference. I think that's what's going to guide them to a win. I think this game has a chance to be close into the fourth quarter, but I think Mart pulls away. Give me the Panthers. 7 o'clock Thursday at Gordon Wood Stadium in Brownwood. It's a 2A Division I state semifinal between the Post Antelopes and the, the Valley View Eagles. What? What are you guys doing here? This is supposed to be San Saba. Yeah, the Eagles pulled off the stunner last week, 14-12 over the previously unbeaten Armadillos. And, man, they did it by doing all the little things right. The special teams were great. The defensive line was great. They were able to run the ball just enough with Clint Epperson to get enough offense. But this was a game that was determined by the little things. And I'll tell you, what Curtis King has cooking there at Valley View is for real, and it is sustainable. Now they're up against a very big challenge in post, and I mean a big challenge, meaning this is a very sizable post team. They've got big size in the trenches, and they use it to run the ball with Tatum Thetford and Ashton Jefferson. This is a dangerous physical post team that I think Valley View needs to be ready. Their defensive line needs to have another spectacular game. Uh, the question for me is going to be, can the Valley View offense get rolling? You know, last week they got what they needed, but just barely offensively. They've got to get some offense from this freshman uh, quarterback, as well as a big game from Clint Epperson. I think that the post defense might be a little bit too much 
I think this game has a chance to be very close, and maybe if Valley View can keep the score low, that's the kind of game they want to play. But I think Post's offense has just got a little bit too much physicality. I think the Antelopes go to the state championship game. 7 o'clock Thursday at SciFair FCU Stadium in Cyprus. It's the Barry Center, kind of what we all know it as. The Refurio Bobcats take on the St. Augustine Wolves in a 2A Division I state semifinal. And, you know, St. Augustine mowed through Region 3, kind of like we thought they were going to. And, and Jaden Hicks, their quarterback, has been spectacular, really, really good. And this offense is hitting on all cylinders. Well, here comes Refurio. And from the jump, we thought that the Region 4 winner was going to have the inside edge not only to win, make it to AT&T Stadium, but to win the state championship. Well, that Region 4 winner is Refurio. And their offense looked spectacular last week against Holland. They have been rolling. But there are some questions about health. Jordan Kelly, their star wide receiver, was injured in their game against Holland last week. And Austin Ochoa, their starting quarterback, was noticeably limping towards the end of this game. What is the status of both of those guys? If both those guys play, I really like Refurio in this game. I think that their offensive explosiveness is going to be the kind of thing that gives San Augustine's defense some fits. But depending on how healthy they are, this game could get very hairy. I still like Refurio. Keep an eye on this one. I think this is closer than the past couple of years when Region 3 has re met Region 4, but I think the result is in the end the same. I like Refurio to make it back to a state championship game. 7 o'clock Friday night at Lions Stadium in Vernon. It's a 3A Division II state semifinal between the Canadian Wildcats and the Gunners Tigers. Again, for the fourth consecutive year, these two teams will do battle in a state semifinal. And if you remember this time last year, we were having uh, a conversation about whether or not Gunner just had Canadian's number. They had won the previous two meetings between these two squads, but last year, Canadian reversed the whip and with a tremendous defensive effort, came away with a victory. Uh, this is going to be an interesting test for this Canadian defense. I don't think this gunner offense is as explosive as it was in past years. They're still very good, and we know how good this offense can be, especially when Peyton Lowe, their running back, really gets going. Uh, they don't have individual superstars, but they are a team that is absolutely humming right now. And what I like about Gunner is that this is a team, especially on the defensive side, that you come into this game with a game plan and they just muck it up. And they say, no, you're going to play our style of game, which is going to be a low-scoring, hard-hitting slugfest. The question is going to be what happens when the Canadian offense, led by quarterback Grant McCook, takes aim at what has been an outstanding gunner defense. Uh, that said, I think this is a big step forward for the Canadian defense. Last week against uh, a dynamic Abernathy team, uh, they gave up 31 points and really were kind of hanging on for dear life, uh, but I think that defense stepped up big. I think that this game, like every time it seems like Gunner and Canadian play, I think this game comes down to probably who has the ball last, but I think Canadian makes enough defensive stops and gets enough big plays from their quarterback to come away with a win and go back to AT&T Stadium. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Waco ISD Stadium. It's the other three Division II state semifinal between the Omaha Paul Pewitt Bramas and the East Bernard Bramas. That's right. It's Brema on Brema violence here in 3A Division II. And these are two teams that are similar and yet different. These are two teams that rely on running the ball. Quarterback cross holder uh, for Paul Pewitt has this wing tee attack really humming. Meanwhile, Kobe Brown leads a dynamic slot tee attack for East Bernard that has really been humming and nobody's found a way to slow it down. Uh, but what's going to be interesting is that I think that wing T offense, while it's humming, I think East Bernard's defense has seen something like it. I'm not quite sure that Paul Pewitt's defense has seen something quite like they're going to see from the East Bernard offense. I think the difference here is the East Bernard Brahma's defense. That comes through with enough stops to get East Bernard back to the state championship game. 7 o'clock Thursday at the Ford Center in Frisco. It is a 3A Division I state semifinal between the Brock Eagles and the Pottsboro Cardinals. And maybe 
we were a little bit premature in throwing dirt on Brock earlier in the year when they took two losses because the Eagles are doing that thing where they're just playing their best football in the playoffs, and it's been really impressive to watch. Uh, their running game has really gotten going uh, with Cash Jones running the ball, and their defense is the star. Their defense has held them in games even when the offense has at times scuffled. Well, here comes Pottsboro, and Pottsboro undefeated on the year, the winners of Region 2, and feeling very good about themselves, most notably because of their offense. Quarterback Brandon Plyler has been great, and Titus Lyons, their receiver, is a mismatch. He is one of the bigger receivers in 3A, and it's going to be very interesting to see what happens when this very aggressive Brock defense plays a 10-1, goes up against this high-powered Pottsboro attack. But on the other side is where I think Brock is going to have an advantage. I think their physicality in the trenches and their ability to run the ball is going to be the difference. I think Brock wins a squeaker in this one and makes it back to the title game. Give me the Eagles. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Reeves Stadium in Round Rock. It's the other 3A Division I state semifinal between the Grandview Zebras and the Columbus Cardinals. And let's just take a moment to admire what Columbus has done this year. This is a really impressive run uh, for the Cardinals, and a lot of it comes down to their big offensive line and Tyree Simchick, their running back, who has been sensational. He went for almost 300 yards in their win last week over Hallettsville. Here comes a big challenge, though, to the defending state champs in Grandview who are playing exceptionally well right now. And the thing is that for all we talk about Dane Yench and for all we talk about Demetrius Crownover and for all we talk about some of these outstanding playmakers that Grandview has, fundamentally they're just a big physical team. And I think that that is going to be the difference. I think they're going to be able to match Columbus in the trenches. And that's the big key for them because then you let your skill position guys run wild. I think this game could be pretty high scoring, actually. I think there could be points scored in this one. But in the end, I think that Grandview's defense finds enough stops and their offensive line uh, is able to win in the trenches. I think the Zebras go back to the defend their crown at AT&T Stadium. 6 o'clock Friday at the Star in Frisco, it is a 4A Division II state semifinal between the Pleasant Grove Hawks and the Midland Greenwood Rangers. And for Greenwood, you know, they got a scare last week from Iowa Park, but you talk about heart of a champions type stuff. Running back Trey Cross plunges in for a touchdown in the final minutes to put them ahead, and their defense comes up uh, with a big stop down the stretch. Uh, that said, here is the biggest test of the year by far for Greenwood because Pleasant Grove is absolutely loaded. It's not just their offense, right? It's not just that pass-heavy wing tee where they run the ball uh, so dynamically and they throw the ball with quarterback Ben Harmon out of that wing tee. No, it's not that. The thing that separates them in 4A Division II and what I think guides the way to a win in this one is going to be their defensive line because Marcus Burris and Landon Jackson are just plain old superstars up front. This defense is nasty, and I think that they're going to be able to dominate in the trenches up front. I'm not sure Greenwood has seen a defensive line quite like they're going to see in Pleasant Grove. I think that is the difference. I think Pleasant Grove goes back to a third straight state championship. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Legacy Stadium in Katy. It's a 4A Division II state semifinal between... No, I'm, hold on, I'm sorry. This is... Um, it says Silsby and Wimberley. That's, that's, um, that must be a mistake. That's supposed to be Geronimo Navarro and West Orange Stark. That is, um, really? Oh, okay. Both teams pulled off at least minor upsets last week to get to a state semifinal with Silsby getting an outstanding come-from-behind win over pretty much their nemesis in West Orange Stark and the running game with Draylon Taylor 
was really impressive to watch. Not to mention their defense stepped up in a big, big way down the stretch. For Wimberley, they avenged their regular season loss to Geronimo Navarro with gusto, and quarterback Cooper McCollum is on another level right now. He might be playing the best quarterback of any player in the state right now. He has been outstanding, and that's what makes this game really hard to call because normally you could say, oh, I'm going to go with the hot hand. What do you do with both teams who are absolutely with the hot hand? In the end, I'm going to go with the hotter offense, and I think that is Wimberley. I think that if their offensive line can hold up against what's a very dangerous Silsby front, I think the Texans can get the win. I think Wimberley goes to the state championship game. 7 o'clock Friday at Midlothian ISD Stadium. It is a 4A Division I state semifinal between the Springtown Porcupines and the Waco La Vega Pirates. And what a job Springtown did last week against previously unbeaten Dumas. That was a defense there for Dumas that was playing exceptionally well. And Springtown was able to blow that game wide open with an outstanding game from running back Cameron Rickett. Not to mention their defense set them up for success. They forced a number of turnovers to really blow that game open. But here's the, the the problem and the problem is that someone made Waco La Vega mad because they are playing angry. Go ask Argyle if they enjoyed playing the Pirates last week because this Waco La Vega team is really starting to hit their stride. Quarterback Landry Kenny, I think, has really settled in and they're getting that running game going with Jaquay Walton and Elisha Cummings. This team is really, really impressive. But forget all those offensive weapons. The reason that Waco La Vega is the favorite in this game and the reason I'm picking them to go back to defend their crown is because their defensive line is vicious. They absolutely dominated Argyle in the trenches last week, and I think they're going to be able to do the same thing this week. I think Waco La Vega goes back to AT&T Stadium. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Texan Drive Stadium in Porter. It's a 4A Division I state semifinal between the Carthage Bulldogs and the Passes Badgers, and I can tell you all about how much I like the offensive line for Carthage. I can tell you about how, much, how impressed I've been by Kai Horton. Uh, I can tell you uh, about the defense for Lampasas, which has a, a knack for the big play, but I uh, forget all that. We know why we're here. I want to see what happens when Ace Whitehead and the Lampasas offense takes aim at Carthage. That's the whole game here. That's the fun part of covering this sport is when you get matchups like this because Ace Whitehead for Lampasas has, plain and simple, been one of the best players in the state. He's been unbelievable. That game last week uh, is, was absolutely sensational in their win over Liberty Hill. You know, the Carthage defense has been lights out pretty much all year long, and I am very interested to see what happens when, when Scott Surratt and that coaching staff for Carthage game plan for a dynamic individual playmaker like Ace Whitehead. Now, the other side of the ball is where I think Carthage has the advantage. I think that offense with the aforementioned Kai Horton, their outstanding wide receiver in Kelvante Dixon, not to mention a big physical offensive line led by Tykeus Crawford. I think that is the difference for Carthage. I think the Bulldogs are heading back to AT&T Stadium with a win. 3 o'clock Saturday at Anthony Field in Abilene. It's a 5A Division II state semifinal between the Lubbock Cooper Pirates and the Alito Bearcats. And Alito got a big push last week. And if you want to throw up a red flag, I think that there is fair argument to do it. Uh, they had to go to overtime to beat Ennis, and suddenly that defense looks a little bit shaky. I'm, I'm not particularly worried, though. I think the defense has been pretty rock solid all year long. But they need to shore it up against a Lubbock Cooper running game that is really starting to play outstanding. With Nehemiah Martinez and Isaiah Johnson, this running game has been terrific. But... 
I'm just not sure Lubbock Cooper is going to be able to slow down Alito. I think that Jace McClellan and Jake Bishop, most notably, have been outstanding, and I think that is what is the difference. Beyond that, just historically, Alito has dominated Region 1. Whenever they get into these semifinals, they have been the team to beat. I see no reason to go away from that. I think the Bearcats head back to AT&T Stadium to defend their crown. 3 o'clock Saturday at Kyle Field in College Station. It's a 5A Division II state semifinal between the Fort Bend Marshall Buffaloes and the Bernie Champion Chargers. And what a job this champion team has done with Coach Keith Kaiser hitting the Jets at the right time. And I'll tell you, man, Luke Boyer's their quarterback. He is fun to watch. That kid can absolutely play. And this is a team that their offense is brimming with confidence right now. They just hang 49 on Corpus Christi Cal Allen last week, and they have been humming pretty much ever since the playoffs started. But when you talk about regions, they each have their own styles, right? Uh, region 4 is a lot more of a plotting, grinded-out game where a team like Bernie Champion can out-athlete a lot of teams. They're not going to be able to out-athlete Fort Bend Marshall. In fact, I don't know if anybody in the state at any level can out-athlete Fort Bend Marshall. The guys they've got, most notably Devonna Chan, who has put on the cape this, uh, this playoffs, and their quarterback Malik Hornsby. But the difference for Fort Bend Marshall in the playoffs, and the reason they beat Manville last week, is because their defense is playing exceptionally, exceptionally well. I think they're going to be able to find some stops, and they're going to let guys like Devonna Chan do the rest. I think Fort Bend Marshall's heading back to AT&T Stadium. 2 o'clock Saturday at Eagle Stadium in Allen. It's a 5A Division I state semifinal between the Denton Ryan Raiders and the Frisco Lone Star Rangers in Battle of Unbeatens. Check. Two big offenses. Check. Two outstanding playmaking defenses. Check. This game has everything. We know what Frisco Lone Star is, right? Their resume really speaks for itself, uh, not, to, not just their two wins over Highland Park, but also their win last week over Lancaster. Uh, they've got the all-time single-season receiving yards record holder now in wide receiver Marvin Mims. They've got a number of other weapons on the outside. They've got a great running back in Jake Bogdan, a terrific quarterback in Garrett Rangel, and a defense that makes plays. Denton Ryan we know is really good, but we don't really know how they measure up against the other really good teams in 5A Division I because they haven't really played them. I mean, we just really don't know a ton about exactly how good Denton Ryan is. Now, I know that they are loaded, right? They've got Billy Bowman. They've got Drew Sanders. They've got Imani Bailey. They've got playmakers all over the field. But my question is, what happens when they face a team that is as good as they are, right? Because we know Frisco Lone Star is an elite team. Denton Ryan is an elite team, too, but they haven't played any other elite teams. This is their big test. My question is going to be up front. What happens when the Denton Ryan offensive line goes up against the front seven for Frisco Lone Star? If Imani Bailey gets, run, gets running for Denton Ryan, they've got a great chance to win this game. But my key in this one is that Frisco Lone Star has played in late and close games, and Denton Ryan simply hasn't. This game's probably going to be tight in the fourth quarter, and for Denton Ryan, a lot of their guys play both ways. I think that Frisco Lone Star's stamina and the fact that they are battle-tested is what ends up winning out. I think Frisco Lone Star heads to AT&T Stadium. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Alamo Stadium in San Antonio. It's a 5A Division I state semifinal between the Alvin Shadow Creek Sharks and the San Antonio Wagner Thunderbirds. And hey, do you remember last week when I picked Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial to upset San Antonio Wagner? Uh, ooh. Uh, they might have heard me. 74 to 14, Wagner put it on Corpus Christi Vets, and that offense was just 
demolishing people. L.J. Butler was terrific. That offensive line completely dominated. And most importantly, the big difference for Wagner was their defensive line was terrific. They were absolutely blowing up everything that Corpus Christi vets could do. And that's the big challenge for Alvin Chowder Creek. Their offensive line has to hold up against a big, dynamic defensive line for San Antonio Wagner. Shadow Creek has really not been pushed too much this year. They got pushed a couple of weeks ago against Richmond Foster, uh, but the difference for this Sharks team is quarterback Kyron Jones. I think that he has added a new element to this offense that makes them more dynamic. I think this game is close into about the third quarter, but that's when I think that the playmakers for Shadow Creek start to pull away. I think Alvin Shadow Creek is heading back to AT&T Stadium. 1 o'clock Saturday at Sheldon ISD's Panther Stadium in Houston. It is a 6A Division II state semifinal between the Denton Geyer Wildcats and the Spring Westfield Mustangs. And for Spring Westfield, uh, the time is now for them to take their big close-up because this team, I think everybody's starting to notice exactly how good this team is. It's not just that they're able to run the ball with Kendall Taylor, but I think their defense is what sets them apart. Their defensive front has been spectacular. Now they're going up against a Denton Geyer squad that has playmakers to burn, right? It's not just quarterback Eli Stowers. It's not just running back Kadra Cos, but it's the guys on the outside. And as we saw last week against Amarillo Tascosa, their defensive line has been excellent for Denton Geyer this year. I think a lot of this game comes down to the sophomore quarterback, Cardell Williams, for Spring Westfield. He has to make them multiple. He cannot let Denton Geyer key on the running game because if that happens, Denton Geyer's defense is peaking at the right time. Beyond that, I think that Geyer just has too many weapons. And even with a long road trip all the way down to Houston, I think Denton Geyer comes back to AT&T Stadium and plays for a state championship. 2 o'clock Saturday at McLean Stadium in Waco. It's a 6A Division II state semifinal between the Katie Taylor Mustangs and the Austin Westlake Chaparrales. Katie Taylor, who finished fourth in their district. You know what's weird? I haven't heard a ton of people talking about how too many teams make the playoffs when you've got a fourth place team in the semifinals. That's weird. It's at Tepper on Twitter. Let me know. Anyway, Katie Taylor has been a terrific story. Running back Casey Shorter and their quarterback Jay Jensen III have really led this offense. That win last week over Side Creek was impressive, and their defense feeds their offense. Their defense turns the ball over, sets them up for success. This is a huge, huge test for them, though, and probably the biggest test they have faced uh, basically since district play, uh, going up against a Westlake team that their defense has been great all year long, but I think as soon as they named the starter at quarterback with Kirkland Michaud, I think that that has given their offense a little extra jolt. I think you saw that last week against San Antonio Brandeis. If Katie Taylor can get this game into a shootout, that is their best bet to pull the stunner. But I think Westlake's heading for AT&T Stadium. Give them the shaps. 2.30 p.m. Saturday at McKinney ISD Stadium. It's a 6A Division I state semifinal between the Duncanville Panthers and the Rockwall Yellow Jackets. And if you like two big offenses, then you will like this one. You know, Duncanville has really started to let the reins off of this offense, and I think you're starting to see it. Quarterback Jaquinnon Jackson was excellent last week in guiding a more than 500-yard attack for this Duncanville offense against South Lake Carroll. And um, for Rockwall, look, you probably know about them by now. I mean, quarterback Braden Locke and, of course, wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba have been absolutely insane. One of the best offenses in the state of Texas. And I'll tell you, 
that the Duncanville defense against the Rockwall offense is must-see TV. This is a heavyweight prize fight that is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I want to see what happens. How does Duncanville scheme against Rockwall? And the other thing is you know that the coaching matchup in this one with Rodney Webb on one side and Reginald Samples on the other is going to be a fantastic one. But in the end, the defense I trust more is Duncanville's. I think that they're able to come up with enough plays. Last week they were able, even though they gave up 500 yards of offense to South Lake Carroll, they were able to shut them out in the third quarter and that ended up being the difference. I do think this game has a chance to be pretty high scoring, but I think that Duncanville comes away with the stops they need and I think the Panthers are heading back to AT&T Stadium. And 4 o'clock Saturday at Reef Stadium in Round Rock. It's a 6A Division I state semifinal between the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs and the Lake Travis Cavaliers. Lake Travis last week got pushed by Converse Judson in a big way. And in fact, early in that game, it looked pretty dicey. We thought we might be talking about the Rockets playing in this one. But two things happened. One, the defense started making plays, and that defensive front started playing well for the Cavaliers. That was step one. Step two is that quarterback Hudson Card settled in. Remember, he's been injured for a long time this year. He is now back, and he settled in and started to get his groove. The, the, beyond that, I think they're starting to get that running game going, which takes a little bit of pressure off of Hudson Card to do everything. Well, here's Galena Park North Shore. And all the Mustangs did last week was ring up 804 yards of total offense against Atascacita. And you know how we were talking about Duncanville earlier, about how they've let the reins off of their offense? Same thing for the Mustangs, because Demetrius Davis and Zachary Evans are frightening at this point. The way that they are running the ball, they ran uh, for almost 500 yards last week on Atascacita. Now, look, I don't think the defense is maybe as good as it was last, week, last year. And I think that there are going to be plays to be made for Lake Travis, but I'm just not sure how they slow down Galena Park North Shore. I think that the physical upfront mismatch is what does the deal for Galena Park North Shore. I think the Mustangs are heading back to AT&T Stadium to defend their crown. And those are the picks. That's all 20 state semifinals. And so let me know, what am I wrong about? I know you will. Leave a comment down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com where you can find complete coverage of the 2019 Texas High School football playoffs and the 2019 Texas High School football state championship games at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the Texas High School football state semifinals. We'll see you. There it is. 27 minutes of the picks. <laughs> My high school football predictions. <laughs> We're the state making that a gift. <laughs> the Texas high school football playoffs. That is such Matt a gift. Matt steps here. People are about to get on the road to Brownwood. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I would change it to the other camera, but it's almost better when you. No, this is better. <laughs> this is better. In fact, you can't even see the go. You want to lean in? See how many different directions we can get steps <laughs> in. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. That's on YouTube if you missed any of my picks, but I went 20, 20 picks. And if form holds, again, I've gone exactly 75% on the last two weeks. Stop. Topo Chico is not a sponsor yet. Uh, I'm, a t I'm team Topo Chico. Uh, ooh, that's a smart call. Uh, anyway, uh, that is the picks. It's on YouTube. Uh, I picked all 20 games. If, if form holds, I will win. I will get 15 out of those 20 right. We'll see. Yeah. I'm only guaranteeing one. Right. I'm only guaranteeing I get exactly yeah, don't one get right. two. Don't get ahead of yourself. No, not getting, not getting cute. Mm, I convinced him last week to do that. And now we go, and I was right, and now we go to <laughs> Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. 
Um, so y'all are making fun of me for not being on brand with my own brand of Christmas sweaters today because I was trying to be on brand with the Dave Campbell's brand. So they brought up a good point, and Phil Laney said that we should get a DCTF football s- Christmas sweater. Don't and give Chandra any ideas. Aaron Flynn said it should hey say Chandra? yes, yes, y'all on it. Do you think we could get Dave Campbell's Christmas sweaters? Oh, she is oh, nodding she <laughs> vociferously. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, We're okay. here for it. She says she can do anything. So, she said yeah. she can do anything. Um, and I mean, I've long, I've long thought, and this is, you know, we can have a business meeting right now. Um, I've long thought that we need more, we need more stuff in our store. Yes. And I feel like, and I feel like uh, that that people, there are enough people who would wear a big dumb Dave Campbell's Texas football Christmas sweater. Oh yeah. There are enough. Yeah. And, and they can have like pictures of like. Ish and Absolutely not. Shahan <laughs> and Powers Will and Powers. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, did you hear what Aaron Flynn said? It should be on it. It should say yes, yes, y'all, which I think would just be oh, a cool oh. shirt. Like I don't, I don't like that necessarily for the Christmas sweater idea, but for idea. just a shirt, yes, yes, y'all, and then it could have the like TFT hmm. today on the back of it. Hmm. Got our thinking caps. Hmm. I'm soaking into my mind grapes a little bit. We're not getting the beef at Underwoods. Oh yeah. We're going no, to uh, we're, we're doing chicken fried. So and that's so that's the other thing. So we're about to head to Brownwood. So if you're in Brownwood for Post and Valley View, come say hi. Um, we are um, we're going to stop at Underwoods. And I, so I texted Craig Way last night mm-hmm. because Craig Way has been everywhere. And I said, Hey, we're I'm making my maiden voyage to Brownwood. We're going to Underwoods. What should I get? Like any advice? And he was the one who said most people like the fried chicken and the chicken fried steak mm-hmm. more than the the barbecue. And he said the cobbler is on point. Is that correct? Okay. Yes. Cobbler's, cobbler's very good. Cobbler's I haven't been good. there since, like, I was telling Ish, like, my sophomore year of high school, but the cobbler's very good. I do remember that. Awesome. Do we have, in the, the rolls. rolls. Do we yeah. have any other Do we have any other final thoughts? Or uh, No, or? we need to get out of here because i got to okay. export. we got to skedaddle. That's going to do it for us. <laughs> Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com for this. This was the last Thursday show of the year. <laughs> Thanks to Keith Kaiser of Bernie Champion for being our guest. Uh, for Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson, and I guess Matt Stepp, I'm Greg Tepper. <laughs> Vince Young, Prison Gear Player of the Year Trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for the final Mailback Friday of the year on Texas Football Today.